Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back. Another edition of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. This is your host, Anthony Marino, back with you to talk about the latest and greatest with the Buffalo Bills. But first off, wanted to thank everybody for listening and tuning in to all of our episodes around the 2019 NFL Draft, whether it was this format, uh, Buffalo Rumblings Q&A, Circling the Wagons, Believe, or Blitz Bills. Again, a, a number of different podcasts that you can choose from here at buffalorumblings.com. And just wanted to say thank you to everybody for listening, subscribing, and downloading, and for all of the feedback that came through all of that coverage. And now you start to take a look at things. The NFL draft is in the past, and you start to look forward to the 2019 season. But really the topic uh, to report on this week is that the Buffalo Bills are reportedly passing on the fifth-year option for defensive end Shaq Lawson. And that is being reported by... Mike Garofolo from the NFL Network. And as you take a look at it as the main topic of discussion this week, probably not too much of a surprise for Buffalo Bills fans. Uh, Shaq Lawson, since being drafted in the first round of the 2016 NFL Draft, has really battled injuries, uh, as you could say, probably underperformed based on his production that he had at Clemson throughout his college career. And even going into the 2018 season, there was talk if the Buffalo Bills were going to look to trade Lawson heading into the season, uh, particularly after the team had signed Trent Murphy during the 2018 free agency period. So now we find ourselves at the deadline approaching for teams to make a decision if they are going to extend those players again and pick up that fifth-year option. And that is something that the Buffalo Bills have reportedly passed on. And with that being said, Lawson will go into the fourth year of his rookie deal and, in essence, become a free agent at the end of the 2019 NFL season. Now, with that being said, the Bills could always work on a contract extension. They could look at the franchise tag. They could do other things to to keep Lawson after the 2019 season. And again, in some ways, it's not too much of a surprise that the Bills decided to pass on that. But in other ways, you could look at it and say, well, maybe it is a bit surprising because fans are also aware that Jerry Hughes and his contract comes to an end at the end of the 2019 season. Uh, So the Bills find themselves in a situation heading into 2020 with Trent Murphy as really the only potential starter under contract for the team as you look at the options that they have and the Bills finding themselves in a scenario of, you you can argue, okay, they've filled an important hole on the defensive line with the drafting of Ed Oliver in the 2019 draft. But with that said, looking at potentially at least one, if not two holes at defensive end heading into 2020. 
Of course, there's a lot of time heading into it until you get to that piece. Um, and I think there was the one part of me that thought, okay, if the Bills were to pick up that fifth-year option, that gives a controlled rate uh, that would be lower than the franchise tag. But also it gives them the opportunity to cut Shaq Lawson before the 2020 season uh, with no penalty against the salary cap unless there was a situation where you know injury forced the, the cut to take place. So you know, with that lack of depth that the Bills have at 2020, there was a part of me that would not be surprised if they had picked up that fifth-year option. So going into the 2020 season, even if Jerry Hughes was going to leave via free agency and, and not knowing what would happen there, that the Bills could go into 2020 with Shaq Lawson at a controlled price for at least one more year, with Trent Murphy in the third year of his contract, and then the possibility to say, depending on how the 2020 draft would fall, it could be something where the Bills could address defensive end, but maybe not be forced to do so. So, you know, with Lawson, we find him going into a contract year. Uh, What that production will look like in 2019, what his snap counts will look like, we all know that Jerry Hughes is, is, you know, not penciled in, right? It's written with pen that he will be starting on one side, and then you see Murphy and Lawson on the other side of the defensive line making that book into Hughes. And it really will be interesting to see how he performs in a contract year and what his future could look like for the Buffalo Bills. Probably the biggest question that does come with it is seeing what Jerry Hughes will look like during the 2019 season. Although he did not have the gaudy sack numbers throughout 2018, you know now you address that interior pass rush with Ed Oliver and what the early expectations will be, you know, for him and from Bills fans, which will likely be through the roof. But how much that will be able to help Hughes and his production, right? Where it's not just a scenario where the quarterback can step up in the pocket if there is that penetration coming from Oliver is really that primary culprit. Jordan Phillips, Harrison Phillips, Star Latulale to a much lesser extent, what that production will look like for Jerry Hughes, and does the team look at the option to either franchise tag, put the franchise tag on him, or even extend Hughes uh, for his time in Buffalo. So it's going to be something interesting, especially you talk about the battles going into training camp, right? I think in many ways fans are going to be fixated at least on the offensive line because of the investment that was made in that position. At least for me, that defensive end battle is something that is going to be, you know, kind of at the forefront because we know Shaq Lawson was drafted by the old regime of Doug Whaley and Rex Ryan and, uh, again, the number 19 selection in the 2016 draft. And then you have Trent Murphy, who struggled to stay on the field because of injuries during the 2018 season, but who was brought in as a free agent signing uh, from Uh, Sean McDermott and Brandon Bean, so you know a a selection of that new regime, and looking at these two guys and how they will battle it out, and really who ends up, I guess you could say, you know, dominating the playing time as that other defensive end, opposite of Jerry Hughes. So again, for the Buffalo Bills, not picking up the option, uh, that fifth-year option for Shaq Lawson, he will be a free agent at the end of the 2019 season, unless the team decides to slap the franchise tag on him or work out some sort of a contract extension. But for the Bills to make that investment that goes along with the franchise tag, which I believe at this point is around $17 million, you would need to see a monster season from Shaq Lawson in 2019 if Brandon Bean, Sean McDermott, and the Buffalo Bills were going to look to make that type of an investment. So 
We're going to take a real quick break right now. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the defensive end position, some of the options that may still be out there for the Bills, and touch base just a, a little bit now that the dust has settled on the 2019 NFL Draft. Maybe some other areas that you feel that Bills still need to address, whether it be in free agency or via trade. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back with Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome back to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. I'm your host, Anthony Marino, and we're still talking about the defensive end position here, at least for a little bit more before we move on with the Buffalo Bills, as we talked about before the break, passing on the fifth-year option for Shaq Lawson. And what does that really mean for the future of the position? You know, one interesting piece of note as it ties to the available free agents is that Brandon Bean confirmed earlier this week on WGR that the team is still in contact with Ezekiel Ansah's representatives, the former defensive end for the Detroit Lions, and in a bit of a holding pattern, uh, waiting to see what happens with him. Ansah has made uh, recent trips to the Seattle Seahawks and the Baltimore Ravens. One of his first trips was with the Buffalo Bills, and still waiting for some, I guess you could call, medical clearance for when he would be able to uh, to begin practicing. Some speculation initially that you know the word would come in the middle of April on what the future looks like for him, and right now talk that he would be able to begin practicing sometime in August, which indicates you know missing uh, the beginning of training camp for whatever team he would sign with. So it is interesting. You you know you think to yourself a bit with the Bills not really addressing the defensive end position in the draft, right? Just selecting Daryl Johnson from North Carolina A&T in the seventh round, a bit of a flyer there, and thinking to yourself, okay, if they don't address this position, does it mean that someone like a Ziggy Ansa is close to signing with the Bills? Uh, but obviously that has not happened yet either. So, you know, for myself, maybe it's a bit of some wishful thinking, uh, you know, was optimistic that maybe uh, as there was little news with Ansa throughout the time that, that maybe there was some sort of a handshake agreement in place with the Bills. And then when they didn't invest heavily in the defensive end position in the draft, uh, there was some speculation that they might maybe someone in, you know, with their third round pick like a Chase Winovich or, you know, something along those lines. But with that being said, uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on, on what happens with Ziggy Ansa and if he is potentially a fit for the Buffalo Bills and providing additional depth at defensive end, but also giving the team some flexibility when it does come to the end of the 2019 season. Uh, If Shaq Lawson is going to leave via free agency, not knowing for sure what happens with Jerry Hughes, it'll be really interesting to see what the Bills decide to do and where Ziggy Ansah ends up for the, the 2019 season as part of free agency. So, As we start to shift now, and we talked about the Bills not addressing defensive end in the 2019 draft, I think you also ask yourself the question, are there other positions that you're a bit surprised that the team did not invest in the draft? I mean, as as you start to take a look at it, I think the one that definitely was the, the biggest bone of contention for many Bills fans was the lack of picks that the Bills really not doing anything at the wide receiver position in the draft. And and I'll be honest, right? As I took a look at it, I was a bit surprised they didn't do anything either. Uh, my draft crush, Akeem Butler, who I thought the Bills would have no shot at because he was going to get selected late in the first round, uh, ended up going with the first pick in the fourth round. So that shows you uh, pretty much how much I know about the prospects of a you know NFL caliber receiver. But the Bills, you know, had an opportunity to address the position in, in multiple situations. And, and for myself, I thought maybe it was that pick in the third round 
where they chose Devin Singletary, that the Bills might look to do something uh, to bolster the wide receiving core. Obviously went and made an addition at running back. When I take a step back, I think about it a bit that maybe the Bills did not need to do something at wide receiver at this point. And it's not just me looking at things through rose-colored glasses or just being a homer or anything along those lines. But when you look at the lineup that they have right now with the additions of Beasley and John Brown, what Robert Foster and Zay Jones were down the stretch uh, last season, you know, you look at those two things and say, okay, even if they were to draft something in the third or fourth round, it was going to be incredibly difficult for this individual to get uh, snaps on the field. And maybe, you know, you can look at someone and, you know, the size of an Akeem Butler or a Miles Boykin or what they could bring to the team and adding some of that size. The Bills do have some size in Zay Jones and in Robert Foster, both listed at six foot two. So it's not that they, uh, you know, just have a, a lack of size at receiver. But for them, right, you've got a, a level of experience, a level of potential when you talk about Foster and Jones still. But again, guys like John Brown and Cole Beasley who have delivered at the NFL level. And I understand there's folks that will make a case and say, well, why did they go for Antonio Brown? But, you know, you try to make that trade for arguably the best wide receiver in football before free agency opens. And then you go out and you secure two targets. Things don't work out with Brown. It doesn't mean that you can't upgrade the position, but to invest a third or fourth round pick, you're not getting someone that's going to be able to contribute at a better level than Zay Jones, Robert Foster, Cole Beasley, or a John Brown, at least in my opinion right now. And you look at the signing of Andre Roberts, you've got an Isaiah McKenzie, and there's still things that can happen as teams are likely to make some cuts leading into training camp as well. So I understand there was a lot of speculation, a lot of conversation. In some ways, there were some fans that were downright angry that the Bills didn't do anything really to invest some time in uh, in picks in the the wide receiver position. But when you look at the signings that they made in free agency, it's not that they just ignored things and came, you know, coming into the 2019 season with the same group that they had in 2018. Look, if you want something to be angry about, look at the group that they came into to last season with with Jeremy Curley, Andre Holmes, and Calvin Benjamin, all three of those guys cut during the season. Right now, it seems as if the team has found a little bit more what they're looking for, some of those guys that can create separation. And again, those two new additions, right, the primary additions in Beasley and Brown, combining them with Jones and Foster, you do like what the team has there. And again, as you look to the future, you think to yourself, okay, there's always the opportunity to, to upgrade at the position with the guys that you have but by far a much better, much more proven group than they had during the 2018 season. So for me, not really one of those bone of contentions. So uh, I'd love to get your feedback, though, whether it's on the wide receiver position, if you thought the team should have done something earlier, maybe a tight end, maybe something earlier at cornerback or at the linebacker position. Um, I do like the feedback I've gotten so far on Voshan Joseph at linebacker is someone that because he couldn't, um, wasn't really healthy at the combine, couldn't run, couldn't do different things, might be a bit of a steal for the Bills in the fifth round. But again, would love to get your feedback from the draft, from those areas that the Bills maybe did not you know, devote as much uh, capital in the draft as you would have liked to have seen them do, but also to get your feedback on the defensive end position. And again, the Buffalo Bills passing on the fifth-year option for Shaq Lawson. So, all right, that pretty much is all our time we have for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. All of our podcasts here as part of buffalorumblings.com. 
please don't forget to subscribe. You can do that uh, through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your podcasts. And thanks again for tuning in to Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Take care.